This is According to Callus. This is episode 201, and I am recording out of order. Not that it really matters, but my special episode 200 may or may not actually show up before this episode. Just quite frankly, I haven't decided what I want to do for 200, but I figured I know what I could do for 201, and I'm just going to talk about what's been going on, What what is going on. So, now that I'm here, welcome, welcome, and this is where we're at. So, I'm going to encapsulate it with four talking points. Tired, not tired, Republican matters, constitutional matters, and family matters. So, without further ado, here we go. So, yes, um, I had a number of episodes, particularly in the last week, where I was yawning. Doing episodes at uh, 10, 11 o'clock at night uh, when burning the candle at both ends is not a good idea. As they say, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Not an ideal situation. However, I got to be honest, I do find this enjoyable. I, I, I really like what I'm doing. I think that for the most part, I bring something that most people don't do to the or don't bring, if you will. I try and be myself, but maybe dialed up to a 10.3. What do I mean? Most people that know me uh, and spend time with me know that I can be quite animated, or animated, excuse me, uh, but a lot of other times I'm quite reserved and quiet. And I do that on purpose because when I meet people, they probably don't want to know full-on Stephen Callis. They probably want to get to know the person, whatever else, and they may want to be just social hangout people. They don't want to, you know, get involved in the various discussions and debates that inevitably arise when I am around. And I got to be honest, most of the time I don't even bring them up anymore. It's people asking me questions or pushing an issue or, uh, you know, curious, if you will. The the irony is, is my reputation now precedes me. <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of, uh, I enjoy it at times. Other times it's a challenge. Other times it's tough to live up to the uh, perceived reality, if you will. So it can be tiring. You know, even as genuine as I like to think I am and even as uh, normal or... I try and be utterly consistent in everything that I do, but, you know, sometimes it's just not possible. Which is to say, you can't run around at 10.3 all day, every day. So it can be tiring. And when you have a regular job, a family, a part-time job in politics, and oh, by the way, a part-time job with a podcast, it can be taxing. Which is not to say I'm complaining. No, not at all. Just trying to explain some of the challenges as of late, which is why I probably sounded so tired. And perhaps some of my uh, language or speaking patterns seemed a little off. It's because I was tired. So now that I've uh, laid that out as the groundwork, let's move on. So on Republican matters. Now, 
I gotta say, I don't always keep track of everything I talked about. So if this is repetitive in nature, I apologize ahead of time. However, so uh, those of you who may have been following along, I moved a little over a year ago. And when I moved, I moved to a precinct. And I'll explain in a minute, but I moved to a precinct that already had a precinct chair and quite a good one at that. So I lost my platform, if you will, within the Republican Party of Collin County slash Texas. So I had to take a step backwards, if you will. And come May, my time in the wilderness will be over. I will be a precinct chair again. The passing of the torch is in process and... Those people on the party will have to deal with me full time again. And I don't say that as a threat. I say that more as a humorous aside because there are those that are very excited about this and those that are very, uh, shall we say, not excited about it. And then there are those that just kind of like having me around and whether they agree with me or not, they appreciate the fact that I bring it when we bring bring up discussions or that I enjoy uh, actually hearing both sides of the conversation or letting people talk. I believe in following the rules and the rules say that both sides need to be available to discuss it. They have to show up. They need to be heard. And if you're not going to allow both sides to be heard, well, that's not a discussion. That's not a debate. So I, I hold firm to that even when it's something that I don't agree with. And Republican Matters number two, they were kind enough to appoint me to be a committee member for the Platform Resolutions Committee. Now, some of you may recall that I served as the chairman of this committee two years ago. Well, I was a precinct chair in good standing for a long period of time at that point, so um, I think it would be fair to say I had as much, if not more, interest in that than the majority of the people in the party. So when I asked for it, they gave it to me and I was very pleased and happy, uh, but not being a precinct chair for over a year kind of dampered that a little bit down. So I am just a mere committee member this time around. Um, And that is by no means a slap. We actually did quite well. We have an excellent chairman. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, so I will leave it off. And our vice chairman is equally excellent, and I'm not quite sure if she wants me to mention her by name, but let's just say that I got to work with her on the uh, committee last go-round, and this is, I believe, her fourth consecutive term on the committee, and uh, she is a gem and fun to deal with, And, and again, our chairman is great as well, so I'm glad to be on the team. And I'm looking forward to a possible appointment down at the state level. Could happen. Maybe, maybe not. We'll wait and see. But if you want somebody that's going to defend the platform that comes out of SD8, I'm your guy. The job, in case you weren't aware, is to defend and promote Whatever platform comes out of SD8, regardless of what your personal opinions are on the matter, that's the job. Kind of like when you're elected to represent your people. Sometimes you have to defer to the people that elected you. 
Well, in this particular role, I'd be acting as a delegate, which means I'm more or less sworn to uphold what comes out of SD8, and that's what I will do. And I will protect it and guard it jealously. And while I'm at the SD8 convention, I'm going to do my absolute best to make sure that we get the absolute best representation of SD8. What does that mean to you for those of you that are listening? Well, probably not a lot. But if we will delve into Republican Party matters for just a little bit here. The Republican Party and the Democrat Party are basically private clubs that put forth members to run for particular offices. And in the state of Texas currently, in most areas, if you want to win or run and win, you have to have an R after your name. In other areas, you have to have a D after your name. And the only way you could do that is by joining one of those two private clubs. Well, I have joined the private club with the R after it, mostly because they most closely mirror what my own personal beliefs or principles stand for. In those areas where we disagree, I do my best to articulate why they're wrong. But ultimately, I've agreed to work on their team. And because I'm a member of their team, sometimes I have to follow the coach. Sometimes I have to behave in such a way as to not embarrass the coach. Other times, it is absolutely necessary to do what needs to be done to get the point across. And when that happens, if the coach still says no, then you, you got to go with what the coach says because he's the coach and I'm but a player. So in Republican matters, I, I am doing my due diligence. I am doing the best job that I can to defend liberty, to defend the Constitution within the framework of the Republican Party, which directly translates now into the next item, constitutional matters. Now, you see, we have both a federal constitution, which was ratified by the states, and we have state constitutions, which also were ratified by the state. And the way our federal government is supposed to work is it's only supposed to do the things that were defined by the federal constitution and delegated to it by the states. Unfortunately, it pretty much does whatever it wants at this point, And almost all the states go along with it because, well, they get something out of it, particularly the elected officials. And they don't push back. They don't fight back. And that's a big problem. Because when the state gets it wrong and the feds get it wrong, we all lose. And when I say we, I mean every individual, because as they say, the stuff rolls downhill and we're at the bottom of the hill. So it should come to no surprise to you that on occasion when you push back and you call out such misnomers as the not constitutional carry bill that was passed... When you call out the idea that um, by deputizing local officers to carry out a federal agency's work, uh, that's a problem, especially when that federal agency's mere existence violates the Constitution. 
But we don't talk about that. And when you dare to bring up the fact that, you know, this is kind of a giant overstep and there is no reason why this should be occurring and it's unconstitutional, then you're called a gun nut by people on your own team. And that's kind of frustrating. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you didn't miss much because it's all over social media and I just watched from the outside in sadness. Because if you care about the Constitution, if you want to defend the Constitution, that means you have to put that over and above your other concerns. Now, I know there's a lot of folks out there that are scared because somebody might get a weapon. Well, let me just tell you, anybody that wants a weapon is going to get a weapon. Anybody that wants a gun is going to get a gun. And if they aim to do harm with it, they will succeed. Now, you make it a little more challenging. You you may slow them down just a little bit. But if they really want to do a bad thing, they're going to do a bad thing. Which is something that seems to get lost in the mix is just because you trot out the idea of uh, safety, just because you trot out the idea of protection, just because you trot out the idea of, you know, whatever, that doesn't trump, it does not override God-given, constitutionally protected rights. Yet we constantly allow it, particularly on the right. I mean, we, we see lots of them and we call them out when the left does it, but when our own team does it, we're silent. We sit there and just ignore it or we take it. And I don't know which is worse, the ignoring it or the taking it, but we're doing a bad job. If the Constitution is the highest law of the land, if we are the sovereigns, we the people, then we need to demand that the people actually follow the rules as we laid them out. You wouldn't sit down to a game of Monopoly with somebody else being the banker and somebody else handling all the property cards and the two of them uh, conspire behind your back to share the money and all the properties. Would you? Yet, if you pay attention to the government around us, that is basically what's happening every day. But we allow it. Why? Why do we tolerate that? Now, we live in a relatively peaceful area, right? We, we live in a pretty affluent era. So, most people are generally happy. They like the idea of being just left alone. And I've talked about this over and over and over again. You may not care about government, but government cares about you. You may not be concerned about government, but government's concerned about you. You may not have fear of government, which you should, but government fears you. Now, I had a slew of bumper stickers that I got back in, oh, I want to say 1994, which would have been after the debacle that happened in Waco. And just in case you're wondering, Waco is in Texas, and Texas did tolerate and go along with the governmental abuse and overreach that occurred when the ATF and the FBI basically burned down a building with a bunch of people that they didn't like in it because they could. Did any of them get, oh, I don't know, reprimanded? No. Did anybody get demoted? No. Anybody get fired? No. Did it cost anybody any money? Well, yeah, eventually, you and me. I mean, it was a federal lawsuit, and they lost, and, well, perhaps maybe I'm just confusing that with the 
other scenario that played out about a year earlier. But regardless, whenever the government loses, they actually win because they got away with it and we paid for it. And that's why the Constitution matters. We have to stop these things. We have to defend people that maybe aren't even worth defending as long as they stay within their rights. And we need to protect those rights above all else. Because if we don't, we don't have them either. And everybody seems to forget that no matter which side of the aisle are they residing on or no matter what name they may have attached to the back end of their name, or shall I refer to it as a letter, it's just the sad fact that we put party over principle all too often. And I'm not happy about that, not in the least. And you shouldn't be either. So the question is, what do you do? Well, step one, get involved in local politics. Done. I've got a big check mark after that. Step two, engage other people. Get involved in the community around you. Um, I don't know. Have discussions about the two things that you're not supposed to discuss. Religion and politics. Oh, giant check mark there. I'm going to put a star after that for myself. Right? Two very easy steps. But the third step, you have to educate yourself and you have to inform yourself of what these things mean. Now, look, I realize that some people are going to disagree with me. I realize maybe I don't even give the best argument for certain things. No problem. My suggestion, you go check out Brian McClanahan. You go check out Tom Woods. You go check out Chris Ann Hall. And then when you've done with all three of those... If you want to get a little more religious and bent, you go check out the boys from Moscow. Yeah. Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Look, I went so far as to get one of the co-hosts of their cross-politics show to come after their Freedom Fest stop in Fort Worth on the 16th, and he's going to come to McKinney by himself and hang out with us for an hour or two to talk about church and state. Yeah, well, and family too, right? The spheres of sovereignty, the the spheres of authority and how they relate to you and what we're missing. It's worth your time, worth your effort. Come pay us a visit. Come see us. Now, I realize I'm a little late in putting this out, but that's okay. You still have an opportunity. We're going to be doing this Thursday night. In case you're wondering, that is March 17th, which is also St. Patrick's Day. So after we finish our meeting, uh, we may just drift on over to everybody's favorite watering hole and indulge in an adult beverage in celebration. Just saying. Come and join us. I think I've covered the Republican matters and constitutional matters. Now let's talk family matters. So, I'm a pretty private guy. I don't necessarily talk about private family stuff. Um, Honestly, most people don't care, and those that do usually aren't going to care for good reasons. But, you know, it's been a trying time, a tough time for the last few years. You know, people that were healthy get sick. People that were healthy die. People that were healthy get sick and then die. And not just in your immediate family, but extended family and even just close friends that you would consider family. 
And if you don't take the time out to spend with them, if you if you don't invest while they're still there, if you don't let them know that you care, are you being a good neighbor? Are you being a good family member? I don't know. I, I, I think the answer is quite obvious. But it's about priorities. So, you know, that that's just adds a little extra thought to everything that we've been doing for the last two years. You know, you could say what you want about the uh, last two years, but the fact of the matter is, no matter what the cause, people still die. People still get sick. Maybe at a higher uh, level or a faster speed now than previously. Maybe not. We'll wait and see when we have more data. But if you got to invest in your family, your extended family, your friends that are family, you got to let them know that you value them, that you appreciate the time with them, that you invest in that relationship. That that's that matters. That makes a big difference. If for no other reason, the two most important things that you need to be talking about that nobody wants to talk about, politics and religion, if you don't have a relationship there and you go talking about whatever with politics or whatever with religion, what's the knee-jerk response from 99% of the population? Oh, I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to hear. Oh, I've got my own opinions. Okay, well, yeah, you do, but listen, man, you're sick or you're you're dying. Can you spare 20 minutes to talk about God? I mean, you might not get another chance. Now, the problem is, is some of us can come off bad. Some of us have a reputation of not being the friendliest. We've got to work past that, particularly with your friends and your family. It's an investment. It takes time. It takes energy. Sometimes it even takes money. So no matter whatever you do within your mm, political or even religious investments, your family investment has to come into play. Now, I don't claim to have ever done everything perfect. I don't claim to have a perfectly ideal situation with everything in my life, but I can see the obvious. And I'm just reminding you, even if I'm not perfect, which I clearly am not, I'm reminding you, cautiously reminding you. Check your priorities. You can do everything you want to save a party. You can do everything you want to save your government. You can do everything you want to save civilization. But if you lost your family along the way, did you really maybe lose more? I mean, look at some of these famous uh, super wealthy or even some uber successful pastors or religious leaders. They invest so much time and energy in their job, in their vocation, that everything else gets tossed aside. I don't want to do that. I've, I've done a pretty good inventory on trying to keep myself in check on that. And then when I get messed up, my wife's usually really good about reminding me. I'm just asking you, maybe you ought to consider checking yourself. So I got to say, that's what's been going on, Right. It is. It is important that when you invest, you invest wisely. 
Whether it's with your money or your time, where you put your treasure is, is where your heart is also. That's something that you're taught in the Bible. Hey, listen, I'm going to keep it a little short tonight. Uh, This is coming in out of order, on purpose, mostly because I just thought I'd get it out before the uh, big show coming up on Thursday night. With that, this is According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.